one that listen to this podcast or the kids in the room. Uh, sorry to the dude that listened with this for a My bad. Greetings. Welcome to the Poorly Made Police Podcast. I'm your guest. I'm not your guest. I'm your fucking host, Steve. Um, I'm already drunk, so I guess, hope you guys <laughs> enjoy the episode. Uh, today, I have with me a uh, cop from Colorado. And uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, cop I totally don't know from Colorado. Hello, everyone. My name is Jane Doe. And I am so excited to be on the PMPM podcast. I've been really looking forward to this. Uh, I get the feeling that there's going to be lots of Jane Doe's and John Doe's because no one wants to fucking dox themselves because God forbid you have an opinion in 2021, right? Can't have that, especially not in our line of work. Well, my former line of work. So, so let's talk about your line of work. So you're a cop in Colorado. Tell me a little bit about that. What's, uh, What's it like to be a cop in Colorado in 2021? Um, well, it's sure as hell not as bad as last year. Um, I think it's definitely getting better and everyone's getting a little bit more comfortable and not necessarily back to business as usual. But I hate to use this phrase, but we're kind of just in a new normal now to where we're, you know, we're just really watching our backs and we're just doing our best. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not as god awful as we thought it was going to be when that super shitty legislation first came out, right? Uh, we're, I think, we're doing okay for the most part right now, but you definitely still, man, you think a lot more before you do things. That's for damn certain. Yeah, and you know, obviously, people know that I came from Colorado, so I, I have obviously some familiarity with that. I know there was some new stuff that came out this year, right? I yeah, I didn't really pay attention to that because I was like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." Um, what's, right. what's some of the new stuff that came out in Colorado? Um, so I think the thing that's probably the most prominent is the, the bill that was in response to the Elijah McLean incident. Um, it's basically saying that law enforcement officers can no longer give medical professionals direction to chemically sedate a person, even if that person is combative and is a, a danger to themselves or others. Um, medical professionals themselves can still make that decision. So it, it just takes the liability off of the cops. And uh, but the, the issue with that is, is, you know, if we have someone who is just we're, we're not able to contain them for whatever reason and we can't get them to calm down, uh, often those chemical restraints were really useful to keep that person from harming themselves. And we don't have that option anymore. So that's interesting you said that, because my experience in Colorado, that was never a thing we really involved in, you know, and I think. And I don't know a ton about the Elijah McClain thing, but I think there was kind of this misnomer that the cops were, you know, telling them, hey, let's, you know, give them a sedative, where I think it was actually a paramedic that said that. And it I was. You're yeah. absolutely right. And, yeah, and I mean, was those, a- cops, those cops were cleared by their agency and by the district attorney. So, I mean, I'm not going to get into the Elijah McClain incident because, A, I don't have all the facts of that incident, and B, I know better. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a, maybe it's a common misconception, but I do think people assume that law enforcement officers utilize chemical restraints a lot more than we actually do. I personally have never directed a paramedic or a nurse or anyone like that to chemically restrain anybody, even if they were being an absolute nuisance, uh, especially if that person was already in custody and already being restrained by a pair of handcuffs. There's no reason for that. Now, if that person is you know, preventing the medical professionals from doing their jobs. Uh, I've seen, you know, people give someone a shot of Dilaudid and, you know, they cool their jets and the, the nurses are able to properly evaluate them and make sure that they're not, you know, really injured. But I don't know, um, that, that particular bill is the exact same that uh, Senate Bill 217 was. It was a knee-jerk reaction to appease people and to just make people feel better, like, we were never using chemical restraints uh, on people in the first place, unless it was absolutely necessary. But now we have a law that says we absolutely can't do it. So you know what? If it makes the public feel better, you know what? That's fine. I get, you know, I get that obviously like law enforcement, like we're an arm of the government. Um, as a former employee of the government, I fucking hate the government. 
Um, so I get it, right? Like I definitely get it. Like, you know, the, we, we serve the people and I think you got to re- respect that, but at the same time, you know, law enforcement is a very specialized thing. And, and if you're good at what you do, you understand case law and you understand, you know, how the laws apply and things like that. And John Q public, they don't, you know, they don't know all this case law. I mean, like you look at like Washington and, you know, they can't do Terry stops anymore. Right. Everything is fucking cause, which is insane. Like it's insane. And, and I, a lot of people have sent this link to me and I've seen it all over the place. Um, there was a Pierce County Sheriff in Washington posted something, basically, you know, they, they may have had a guy in the area of a murder and they had, you know, maybe reasonable suspicion based on, you know, what the guy was wearing, but they decided not to pursue it. Yeah. I've seen that, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that murderer probably got away and that, that victim will likely not get justice because of that. And I don't care what you're paying me. You could never pay me enough to work in an area like that, where public safety is legitimately at, it's at high risk. And I mean, you know, let's, let's look at Colorado for the last, oh, I don't know, 15 months. 2020 was the most violent year that Colorado has seen in the last 30 years. And I don't think it's because of Corona. I think it's because law enforcement officers in the state of Colorado are terrified to do their jobs. I think we're now getting back to a point where, you know, our agencies, thank God, are for the most part, making us feel a little bit more comfortable and letting us know that they're going to back us, which I sincerely appreciate. Um, And I think, you know, the whole losing qualified immunity thing, it it was very scary when it first came out. But I think we're starting to realize, like, if we've screwed up as bad as, you know, people think we are, we qualified immunity wouldn't save us anyway. So it's really not as big of a deal as everyone probably thought it was. Qualified immunity is not one of these things that just means cops get away with fucking everything. Cops get charged with shit all the time, quality, qualified immunity or not. Um, And so people really don't understand what that actually fucking is. But what 217 did is they took it away, but then you read further down the bill and they kind of gave it back, but they just reworded it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, everyone, all the cops were up in arms and uh, this is not a a dig on you by any means, but people, you know, up left the state, left the job. And I had every intention of doing the same now that some time has gone on and I've, you know, read the bill in its entirety and I've made sure that I understand it. I've talked to friends that are attorneys, friends that have been in law enforcement a lot longer than I have. I'm much more comfortable staying in the state now because I know that I take my training seriously enough to where I'm not going to, well, hopefully I can't say for certain, but I I don't think I'm going to get myself in any type of bind because I take my training very seriously and I train hard and I train often. I like that. All right. So we kind of jumped around and I actually wrote notes because I'm, I'm a professional now. I don't know if you knew that or not. I'm a professional. Uh, yeah, I actually got a mic for this episode. Um, I really stepped my game up. So well, hopefully it sounds better. Um, I actually thought it sounded pretty good the last one, but we'll see how it goes. So we jumped around, uh, we got into some of the Colorado stuff and I'm sure we'll get more into it, but so Jane Doe, tell, tell me and the listeners a little bit, bit about yourself. Why'd you get into law enforcement? Well, I've been in law enforcement for three years. I started out at like a mid-sized city police department and I'm now at a very small, very rural sheriff's office. Uh, both have their benefits and both have their drawbacks. Um, I got into enforcement for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm small. <laughs> I'm like a really small person, uh, 5'2", 115 pounds. And um, so I've always had a little bit of a little man syndrome as far as like, you know, getting pushed around and being made fun of for my height and stuff like that. And so I didn't get into law enforcement to bully people. I'm just going to go, I'm going to put that out there right now. No, um, it's, it's out there. You're a fucking bully. Everybody thinks you're a damn <laughs> Uh, well, let's hope not. Um, but I got into law enforcement because I feel like as a smaller female, it's a lot easier for me to relate to people and in turn deescalate situations. And I've had a lot of success in that um, with and without my training. I feel like I'm just kind of naturally good at it because no one's threatened. Even when I have all my shit on, no one's threatened by some little girl who looks like she's in her Halloween costume coming up to you and being like, hey, come talk to me for a second. I don't think you give yourself enough credit, by the way. Um, You don't look like you're in a Halloween costume, but go on. I appreciate that. Um, You caught me on a good uniform day. But 
No, I, so there's that. I, I really do. Everyone says this and it's so cliche, but like, I really did get into it to help people. I had a lot of experience uh, with law enforcement when I was younger because um, my parents had some issues growing up and okay. Um, so my parents into a DV, one of my parents ended up going to jail that night and there was a female deputy who was just she was the calm in the storm and I was really scared. And, you know, I had just seen my parents get into this knockdown drag out fight. Okay. So long story short, my parents had gotten into a pretty nasty DV. One of my parents ended up getting arrested and there was this little tiny female deputy, like no bigger than I am. And she was the calm in the storm. And she, I was terrified. That was the first time that I had any, any interaction with law enforcement. And one of my parents was injured and it was, it was a very scary thing. And she was so calm and she was so good with me. And I'll never forget that. And I've talked to her about it. And to this day, I think she knows she's probably my hero, but, um, that's, that really made an impact on me. And I was like, man, I want to be that for somebody, you know, like I want to be someone's hero. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a pretty driving force behind me ever since. And I've gotten to experience that I've gotten to, uh, you know, help kids who were in a traumatic situation and I've gotten to help, you know, DV victims and assault victims. And, um, it, it's, it's everything that I thought it was going to be, which is, it's very fulfilling to say the least. You know, like I, I talked in the last episode about like how I miss the camaraderie, but, uh, I do miss those fucking calls where like, they're fucking like legit. Like you, you fucking are Batman. Like you go save the day or you can go help somebody or, Cause I mean, like, there's nothing more rewarding than that. I know that's corny as shit to say, but like, if you go out there and actually help somebody out and like help them get out of a bad situation, you, you can't beat that. I mean, I, there, there's no better feeling in the world. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure you've had it where you solve that case that just, it just fucking makes you feel good. Right. Yeah. I actually had one where a girl was shot at by her ex-boyfriend and um none of the rounds hit her thankfully but they did hit quite a bit around her car and um the case got played down obviously but it took quite a bit of investigation that was one of that was one of two shootings that i've worked in my little career uh thus far uh, emphasis and... on little correct <laughs> emphasis on little yes sorry that was um, not cool no you're good man it you, it's really hard to offend me i promise you and uh now that victim was really appreciative and you know i got to sit with her and and counsel her and, and be with her and that dude went to jail um and i hope she feels safer because of that he didn't go to jail for as long as we wanted him to obviously because they never do um but nonetheless he got a i think he got a pretty decent consequence for what he did to her and uh, that was super fulfilling. Another one that, and not to tell too many war stories, but this is stuck in my head, especially because of the year we had last year. I was like driving around my little town and there was a dog at large and I saw the dog and then went, got out to like go try to figure out where the dog belongs. And some little girl pokes her head out of a house and she yells the dog's name. And I just kind of giggled to myself and like try to lead the dog back up to the house. Mom comes out, gets the dog. I'm getting ready to leave. And the little girl comes up like completely caught me off guard and she gave me the biggest hug I have ever received short of like one from my child and it was when we were deep in the George Floyd bullshit like I felt like everyone fucking hated us and I walked away from that little girl holding back tears because she has no idea how bad I needed that hug and it was the first time in a really long time that a child didn't act scared around me with all my fucking equipment on and like I can't like as, as upset as I was about everything that was going on as like as pissed off at people for being so ignorant about like what law enforcement entails as I was, I can't give up because little girls like that need me and they need us. And like, God forbid she ever needs my help, but someday she might. And it's probably not going to be because her fucking dog got loose. And so I have to be there for, you know, those kids and those people who need me and, like I, that's why I, I seriously don't think I could ever do anything else. If for whatever reason I had to leave the job, I really don't know what I would do because it's so deep in my blood now. And it's probably a fault of mine that I have such an emotional connection to something that does not love me back. <laughs> this fucking job does not love us back the way oh, we need it. To. It's honestly, it is kind of like a, a DV relationship, right? Where it's a toxic oh, ass toxic DV relationship. Shit. But I mean, after hearing you say that, I'm like, fuck, man, I got to go fly somewhere. I can't do this. Because <laughs> uh, you're right. You are absolutely fucking right. Um, yeah. 
So you kind of brought it up a little bit, but, and, and you know, you work in a, a smaller agency, as you said. Very small, very, very small. What did, what's the support like out there? Do you feel supported even during, you know, the height of everything last summer? Do you mean like by the community or by administration? Well, let, we'll start with, because why not both? Well, the community, let's start with the community. We'll start with the community. I'll tell you what, people in in that type of culture, in the small rural culture, man, they really keep to themselves. And like, it takes something real nasty for that community to kind of like come alive because every, you know, everyone's got a, a fucking acre and a half in between each one of their houses. People just kind of like do their own thing and mind their own, which sometimes is nice. Sometimes it's not, but I will say that I did not feel unsupported. You know, we didn't get a shit ton of stuff brought to our office and this is not meant to be a dig on my community. Um, it's just more of like a statement of fact. We didn't get a bunch of, you know, candies and fucking gift baskets brought to our office. We didn't have parades. We didn't have back the blue banners. We didn't have anything like that. We also didn't have people trying to fucking murder us while we're sitting in our cars. Like, <laughs> you know what? And I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, you can't beat that. That's a little sense of security for sure. For um, sure. What about your administration? Are they very supportive? I can't explain how lucky I am to have the administration that I have right now. I have people in my leadership roles that I would not trade for a million fucking dollars. And I think the the thing that police struggle with, and by I mean like line level officers, we struggle so much with an with administrators, right? You know the disconnect between brass and the street, and I don't you're, have that you problem. Are preaching to the choir with that, yeah. I know, I know it, and I am so fucking lucky that I have the leadership that I do. And the amazing thing is, is I came into this agency um, kind of broken by my my by the people who gave me my very first top job and this agency and its leadership built me up, gave me a gun and a badge. And they said, we know, you know how to do your job, go fucking do it. And I had, it's not that I didn't have oversight, but I didn't have people breathing down my neck. I wasn't micromanaged. They just like, I'm a fucking peacock and they let me fly, man. And it was exactly what I needed. And I am forever grateful for them they they hands down saved my career and made me the cop that I am right now and I'm not going to toot my own horn by any means I have so much more to learn I'm only three years in but I don't think I'm terrible at this job but every bit of that is because of the leadership that I've had over the past two years and I'm forever in debt for that so everybody listening to this that here like there is there's hope right there is light at the end of the tunnel it's not everywhere there I mean there are some good agencies um, Absolutely. And it's not just the little rural ones. Like I have seen agencies decently sized that are just, they're run properly. And if, if you're at an agency and you don't feel like your leadership is giving you what you need and supporting you, I know some guys feel stuck um, either by, you know, the money that they're making or the area that they're in, or just, you know, trying to keep longevity at an agency or whatever. But you know, like I said before, this job is never going to love you as much as you love it. So you have got to find a way for all the shit that we fucking go through. You've got to find a way to stay happy in it. Cause if you don't, it's going to eat you alive. Oh yeah. I know about that one. Yeah. Uh, so, so happy topics here. So we talked a little bit about, um, different, well, we haven't, so I'm going to head this out because that sounds like shit, but so what is, what in your opinion, as far as Colorado goes, cause I know each state kind of has their department that everybody's like, that's the fucking cream of the crop. Like you want to work for this department. What's the best agency in Colorado that you know of? Oh man. Um, it's tough because we have a lot, we do have a lot of good ones here and, but they're in a very specific part of the state. And, uh, I would say probably Greeley police department, Weld County Sheriff's office. Those are two of the probably most squared away agencies that I can think of off the top of my head. Mesa County Sheriff's Office would be another one. Grand Junction Police Department would be another one. Um, I think that those agencies are really well-led and that their officers are very well-trained and um, they also don't employ fucking idiots. (laughs) Um, So so what you're telling me is there's places in Colorado you can still work and, and still have fun. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you were to go follow any one of those four Facebook pages, you would see each one of those agencies getting into some fucking shit, man. Like it's pretty constant with those guys. And they have the, the, the I think the, 
just sounded like fucking por- porky pig there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest thing to like acknowledge about those agencies and why they're succeeding in the way they are is their administrators let their line officers do their goddamn jobs. They are not choke chained. They are not choke chained by some bullshit policies. They're not choke chained by some shitty fucking DA that's going to charge any cop that acts just a little bit sideways or makes one little mistake. And those cops are comfortable enough to do their jobs and prevent crime and fight crime. And that's why those agencies are succeeding in the way they are. They're also in super busy areas. Like Grand Junction is uh, probably roughly the size of Greeley, maybe just a little bit smaller. And we all know how big Greeley and Weld County is. And, uh, you know, those places have the, the population and the capacity to support a pretty I don't want to say high level of crime because they have really good uh, disposition rates at each one of those agencies, but there's just a shit ton of people there. So there's a shit ton of shit bags there. And then there's a shit ton of cops there who don't let them get away with fucking anything. And yeah, those agencies are squared away. That's awesome. Okay. So now um, what are some of the worst agencies in Colorado or do you not want to put yourself out there like that? Uh, I may or may not be coming up in some background investigations uh, for potential employers, so I'm not gonna uh, go there. Uh, I think I. Uh, 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 oh my god! Oh, okay. Um. So let's. We're gonna get a little off topic here, but um, in your opinion, because this is very important to me, what is the superior police car? Like, oh, what's the best? Kidding. What is the best police car there is? Like, if you had to pick one patrol car and that was going to be your patrol car for the end of time, what would it be? Oh, you're going to hate me, man. Um, you know what? I'm going to preface, I'm going to preface preface this by saying my very first cop car ever was a Crown Vic. And I could not break that bitch. She fucking, she was a good car. I split her through so many goddamn medians, like. I chased a lot of shit bags in that car and she never failed me. The only thing I ever had to do on that pretty girl was replace a headlight. So I would say that a Crown Vic is definitely a superior car. A car that I would choose to drive if I had to drive one for the rest of my life. Uh, you're going to hate me, but it's probably going to be a Tahoe because the new ones I'm that they're coming out You're fucking kicked off my podcast. Fuck off. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I currently drive an Explorer. And I did not say Explorer. Those are dog shit. I fucking hate the Explorers. Mine's so slow. I mean, it's roomy and it's it's nice, but it's slow as fuck. But the new so Tahoe's... I, 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 yeah, I cut, you off, I cut you off about the Tahoe's. Tell me about the Tahoe's, even though you're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but you're wrong. Um, the, ta- the new Tahoe's that they're coming out with, are they're super fast. And I mean, you can just put endless amounts of equipment in there. And, you know, one thing that I don't like about my current patrol unit is that it does not have a full cage. So I can't put people who are like fighting. I can't pull them all the way through the back of the car like I could with my crown bit because it had a full cage. So I miss that. And I think the potential is there for a Tahoe to have something like that. I think you probably have to request a full cage, but I do miss that quite a bit. So I, you know, if I had to choose which one I wanted I would pick a Tahoe. Also, I think a Tahoe would keep someone little like me safer in a crash than a Crown Vic. No, the and Crown that's... Vic would never fail you. Don't fucking <laughs> ever say anything like that ever again. What the fuck is till I get until I get decapitated by a semi? No, a Crown Vic would keep you safe. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Blasphemy. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying that it's a bad car. I'm just saying. Uh, all right, whatever. I, I loved. I loved that car. I'm very open to having another crown Vic if the opportunity would arise. Yeah. Since they don't make them, I don't think that's going to happen, but Probably I can only not. hope for you. So uh, the last question I have, um, cause I just kind of made up this shit uh, is not police related. Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza? Fucking absolutely, man. Thank you. You know what absolutely. she's talking about? It, it does. And I don't care what anybody else fucking says. Pineapple on pizza is fucking delicious. And if you don't like it, you're wrong. And I say that as I'm like, I don't know, a quarter Italian. So I have some authority in that. Pineapple <laughs> belongs on pizza. If you don't like pineapple on pizza, fucking grow the fuck up. We're adults now. Like, Thank you. You need to mature your palate a little bit because this is embarrassing. Pineapple is so goddamn good on pizza. All right. So we're, we're going to transition a little bit and do some of the fun shit. Not that this wasn't fun, but um, 
kind of the deal we do on this podcast and it's uh you know the deal we do on the podcast that's been fucking here for three days is um <laughs> i just like having people fucking ask questions we answer them and, and have some fun with it so this one was specifically uh colorado related so which i can kind of help with this guy asked how does decriminalization of marijuana impact the plain smell doctrine does that interfere with canine sniffs uh any workarounds that work for vehicle searches that have nothing in plain view I thought before I left, there was some case law regarding that basically like a scent of marijuana wasn't like reasonable suspicion to get into a car anymore or whatever. Um, I didn't do too much with canines when I was in Colorado. Um, Do you have anything to add to that? I haven't dealt a whole lot with canines either, just because neither one of the departments I've worked for actually had a a dog. I will say, and I don't want to give, I don't know who's all going to listen to this podcast, so I don't necessarily want to give all our secrets of the trade away, but there are workarounds to having marijuana in cars. However, as far as the dog is concerned, any dogs that have been certified on marijuana are being cycled out. They're no longer available for patrol use unless they are dual purpose, like bite dogs or tracking dogs, just because, you know, like everyone has weed here. And to be honest, like if you're a cop in Colorado and you're looking for weed in cars, unless that person is, you know, like DYD or something along those lines, fuck off me. Like you've got other, you've got better things to look for other than someone's fucking like dispensary container of weed. Now, if that container of weed happens to be open, uh, because they are required to keep it sealed until they get back to their residence, you know, maybe that's something you should additionally look into, but it's not that big of a deal. Like it, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we should probably just, just be federally legal. Just let it go. It's the same as alcohol. It's my personal opinion. That is not a reflection of my agency or otherwise. Um, but you know, it's, it, it's really, it's not a huge deal. If you walk up to a car and you smell weed, it's not that hard to ask someone like, Hey man, where's the weed? They'll usually show it to you. They have no problem with it. A lot of times it's already gone. So, you know, maybe check them for DUID and uh, let them go about their day or arrest them if they're super high. But yeah, it's, it it has definitely complicated things, especially for folks who have been in this job for quite a while. Um, It's probably an adjustment for a lot of cops, um, but the job is ever evolving. So it's just the way it is. And I think we've adjusted pretty well. I think we've struggled more with uh, the, the changing schedule two or schedule one drug laws as far as like methamphetamine and stuff like that which essentially everything less than distribution amounts is a misdemeanor so it's like not even worth our time anymore yeah it's it man towards the end it was just insane um so i've got it looks like we got a bunch of questions lined up um but first before we get to those um so anybody that was following on instagram and facebook i put a picture of this pistol fucking wicked pickle whiskey (laughs) I'm already fucked up. So uh, I was in the store the other day and I saw this shit and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I want to try it. I, I'm such a slut for pickle shots. I love them. Can you, can you repeat that for the listeners? Cause I think they want to hear that one more time very slowly. Um, so, sorry. Uh, so I'm going to try this, uh, this shot um, and we'll see how it goes. It, so it's good, right? Like it's good. Because I, I had mean, some people that were dogging pick- me for it. They said it was dog shit. So I've only ever had pickle backs, which is either pickle vodka or it's pickle juice mixed with vodka or whiskey. I've never actually had like pickle infused whiskey. So I'm interested to see how this goes. All right. Here we go. Wish me luck. Good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor. That was weird. Oh, I don't know. How I it's feel probably about just this. like vinegary, right? Yeah, it tastes like basically, it tastes kind of like Bigfoot's dick, to be honest with you. And I've got. <laughs> I'm like, not familiar. <laughs> oh, you're not? Oh, let me tell no. you. No. Uh, that dude should clean up. Um, <laughs> fuck. I can't believe I spent $20 on that. Fuck. Oh, that bad, huh? That's sad. You can mail it to me. Can I? I'll find a way to drink it. Well, I don't know. It's like one of those things you get, you know, sometimes you get like bad whiskey or rum and you're like, well, it sucks. I'll just mix it with something. The fuck are you going to mix pickle with? Bloody Mary. Really? Bloody Mary. Uh, Dude, okay. blood, pickle juice Bloody Marys are the fucking tits. They're so good. I do love tits. So let's go with that. Everybody does. That's true. All right. <laughs> so the first question I have lined up uh, that we could probably both answer. 
Uh, if you know your commander has an Alexa in his office, what would you yell through the door? <laughs> I'll let you go first. Oh, man. Probably I love you since your fucking department doesn't suck balls. <laughs> At my current agency? Oh, God. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's pretty easy to, you know, say kind of like off the wall stuff with my administrators just because our department's so small. Like we don't, we don't even really have an IA. So I don't, I'm actually pretty lucky in that regard. It's something, if I were to say something like super inappropriate, I'm sure he would know it was me, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Do, would, do you think it'd be totally inappropriate to yell like fire or something like that? Like, well, that's a crime. That's, that's not funny. That could really hurt somebody, you know? Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, that, you really brought down the mood with that. Um, <laughs> I will tell you what I would fucking yell. You're not a real fucking cop. That's what I would yell. Ooh, sorry. Yeah. Well, you well, had okay, a here, here's a, here's a, To be fair, like if we're talking like specifically. To be fair. Right, to be fair. To be fair. Uh, there, there's our letter Kenny reference for the fucking episode. I was really hoping we were going to get one. but You're welcome, to, listeners. Yes, to be fair. Uh, now I can't stop. Like, that's all I want to say. Now. Uh, like, my wife all the time, like, she'll say something. I'm like, okay, Derry, 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 okay. Okay, Derry. And she's like, fucking stop. And I'm like, I can't. I cannot. Um, not my forte. It's not. Uh, so, all right, I'm trying to collect myself here. So, uh, I, if you actually like the ranks of the people that I worked for that were actually like my commanders, actually like weren't so bad like uh one of my last commanders was the fucking shit and if that dude ran the department i think he would fucking save the department i really hope someday he gets a chance to do it um so i probably wouldn't yell anything too bad into his somebody told me that they posted a meme uh in the admin office uh that i made bashing admin there it was it was not well received so um, well because that's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard in my goddamn entire life are you are you Outside no, I, your mind, I fucking encourage it. I encourage it. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, this guy asked where I was a cop at. Uh, not today, I day. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, and then there, so there's a guy. Um, he said, "Why do you think rats are frowned upon? Shitty cops should be reported." Uh, I don't uh, disagree with shitty cops being reported. I think, and you you feel free to add on to this, like the issue of being rats is kind of like the same thing with your kids, right? Like you're like, don't fucking rat on each other for stupid shit. Like if it's inconsequential, it doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't fucking like violate anybody's rights or, or whatever. Like don't be a fucking rat. Right. I'm um, going to, I'm going to go like a Jocko route here for a second. I think there's like a lot to be said about decentralized command. So if you've got issues within patrol that can be resolved on patrol, but you're going and ratting to brass and administrators, exactly. uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of respect for you because you're making, you're making everyone's life hard when that issue could likely be resolved on the line level. But because for whatever reason, because you're making it a supervisor's to... issue, right? You're making it exactly. a supervisor's issue when it's like, it could honestly, and it's like the same thing with you go on the call with Karen's, right? Where like the Karen neighbors are arguing with each other. If they just fucking talk to each other about it, it mm -hmm. would solve it. Right. And that's the same fucking thing. We're like, well, I don't like what fucking so-and-so did. Did he violate anybody's rights? Did he break the fucking law? Did right. he violate policy? Yeah. No, go fuck yourself. Like, go... I'd like to add something real quick for any like non-law enforcement listeners and feel free to tell me if I'm outside my mind or not. I really don't believe there is a blue wall of silence. Every, for the most part, every inappropriate action that I have seen conducted by a law enforcement officer has a hundred percent been taken care of and reported in some way, shape or form. We are not fucking hiding bodies under the goddamn jail. Like, we do a really good job of not only taking care of each other, but making sure like the right thing is done as we should. Right. We're like, we're supposed to have the highest level of integrity in the human population. Um, so it's really frustrating when people talk about like, you know, blue wall of silence, blue wall of silence. I really don't think that exists. There's no one who wants bad cops out of the job more than good cops. So fuck off with that blue wall of silence shit. It's not oh, yeah. real. 
I'm not and, gonna fucking lose my house because you fucking did some dumb shit. Like, yeah, go fuck yourself. And like, as I, I said earlier, like as a former member of the government, I hate the government. I don't want the fucking government, even as a even a cop, violating somebody's fucking rights. Like, I fucking joined the Fourth Amendment. All that shit is important to me, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah, don't. Yeah. So you know, and like, it doesn't matter. Like, we're gonna sit here and say this, and people, oh, whatever. You know, you guys are fucking racist or whatever. Okay, man. We can only say it until we're blue in the face. You're, you're gonna listen to us, believe it or you're not. Every single fucking time that I've seen the cops done some dumb shit, they've gotten fucking hemmed up for it. It's right. Every single time. Somebody asked what state we're from. Well, you'll find out. And then, um, <laughs> so ask how long I was a popo, a popo. Very, I like that word. Uh, I was a cop for eight and a half years. So there's the uh, official answer. Uh, and then here, I'll, I'll let you answer this because to be honest with you, I'm not, and I'm going to fucking upset some people and they're going to cry. I'm not like a huge gun guy. Like um, I like my Smith and Wesson and I like my Glock. If it fucking shoots, I like it. If it works, I like it. You know what I mean? Like I know some people are like very preferential on what they what they want to carry. So what about you? What what would be your preferred duty firearm? I'm pretty picky. Uh and it's it's sad to say the least. I, I agree. Like if it's a gun, I can probably figure out how to shoot it. Um so for the majority of my career I carried a Glock 17 on duty and then I carried a Glock 19 off duty. I love both of those guns. They're easy for me to shoot. They're accurate. I'm comfortable with them. Um the, they're both easy to carry. I think I might have already said that. Um but they recently made me switch on duty to a Glock 22, which is a 40 cal. And I fucking hate it. I hate it so goddamn much. I hate this stupid gun. <laughs> it's for whatever reason. I don't know if it's my specific gun or not, but it's a bitch and a half to load. It's a bitch and a half to rack around into the chamber. And like shooting wise, I, I I'm just as proficient shooting with it as I am the nine millimeter. The caliber is not my issue. It's the gun itself for whatever reason. Maybe I just have a shitty one. Um, but I, had I would that. love to go back to a nine. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. See, it's weird <laughs> not having like video. And I was on another podcast and they were like, yeah, you want to go on video? And at the time I was still a cop and I was like, no, I'm not fucking going on video. I don't fucking know you guys. Right. <laughs> but you can't <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? You can't like see each other when people are getting ready to finish the sentence. So I apologize. No, um, you're good. But I was going to say, like when I started, I had a, a Smith 40 and I fucking love the feel of that gun. But then all this fucking all this shit came out about how they're breaking down and shit. I'm like, well, I don't want my fucking gun this shit out. So I got the new gen of the Glock and it like, it honestly, like I didn't have a huge problem with it, but it just felt different. I can't explain why I really liked the Smith, but like, but at the same time, the Glock was fine and shot. That's what I need, but yeah, is what it is. Um, here's a, here's an important question. Um, do you have to be a cop to run a meme, a cop meme page? uh <laughs> you want some fucking security guard running your goddamn cop meme page no thank you <laughs> yeah that was uh yeah that's <laughs> and like I, I think you have a uh you have a pupil who wants to learn from you ob obi-wan oh do you do you that's a fucking mistake i'll tell you that too much fucking drama you're Actually, one of the ogs man you're one of the ogs i don't know man after after today i fucking nobody's gonna follow him anymore because i i said something out of line i got canceled but we'll see how that man, goes. you said um, what needed to be said yeah it, i don't know maybe we'll talk about that later i i just fucking i don't want to talk about politics it's not as fun mm-hmm. um, yeah let's stay away from politics if we can let's do it all right uh favorite whiskey what's your favorite Ooh. Hmm. You know what? I am probably going to have to go with lead slingers. I don't even fucking know what that is. You don't know what lead slingers is. You know, black rifle coffee. They make whiskey. Yeah, man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I didn't. I'm being serious. I didn't know that. I had no idea. So like my major celebrity cut crush is Matt Best and it's I'm not apologetic for it at all but they do make really good whiskey and they make really good coffee well in that case um, <laughs> you may have to go there um, I may have to try that I don't even know what my favorite is it's definitely not wicked pickle what the fuck <laughs> um, 
I have a small place in my heart for Fireball, and that's kind of me too. That's that's like no. a sixteen-year-old girl's like fucking drink, right? Um, yeah, man, that was my freshman year of college through and through for sure. Every time I drank that shit, fucked me up every single time. It was, it was rough. I'm gonna try another shot of this one. Fucking, I can't. Even yeah, maybe see. it gets better as you keep going. Let's see. Holy fuck! No, it doesn't. God damn. <laughs> Terrible. Okay. So here's a fun question we kind of addressed. Um, are Aurora cops just Florida men that moved west and happened to get hired by a police department? Oh, my God. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. All right. Oh, man. You that answers it all. <laughs> hey, here's a good one. Uh, what is the best shower drink? Are you a shower drinker? I am a shower drinker. That is like, is that like a new thing or like, because like. I, well, I, I'm going to dime somebody uh, out. I'm not going to tell their name, but like, they were like, Hey, you got this guy fucking turned me on the Reddit, which Reddit, holy fuck. There's so much shit to Reddit. There's so much porn. There's so much everything. Everything is on Reddit. <laughs> right. But like, he's yeah. like Oh, you got to check out this shower beer thing. And then I, I'd never fucking thought of it. I'm like, I mean, he, he hooked me on the porn, but then I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I can drink in the shower. This is awesome. It's relaxing as fuck, man. Like, it is. It's uh, it's really something for shower. I, I'll usually go with shower beer and it's my shower beer is the same as like my normal beer. I am an absolute slut for chiladas. They are my favorite thing in the whole wide world. And anyone who listens to this podcast is going to know who I am now, now that I've said that. Um, I don't know. What, the, what is that? What the fuck is that? So a chilada is like it's beer and it's clam juice and it's tomato juice and it's lemon and lime. And sometimes it's got a little bit of like salt and pepper and spice in it. And it's no. fucking tasty. It's so fuck? good. It's like a it's like a Bloody Mary with beer in it, essentially. And it's really fucking good. Huh. I'm I'm simple and everybody gives me shit because I like bottom shelf shit. Like right now I've got some Yuling. Is it Yuling or is it Yingling? I don't fucking know. Um, I want to say Yuling. I, see, that's what my wife says, too. But I actually think it's Yingling. Um, but so it's not, I am it's not in the state that I, I live in. Um, but I had somebody buy some for me and bring it out. So I have like a case of it. It's awesome. Um, Hey, have you tried the, the bush light apple? What do you think of that? I have not tried the bush light apple in particular, but I can get down on some cider. It's good shit. It's, it's actually pretty good. It was better last year, but this year is not too bad. All right. So I think we settled that. Let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see here. Somebody asked about the podcast. Where do you listen to it? At your mom's house. That's where you fucking listen to it. <laughs> um, where can I obtain this glass? Now that question, because uh, I'm going to fucking chill my shit. I have merchandise I sell, even though fucking 100,000 people follow my page. I have no idea I sell merchandise because um, Instagram and Facebook hate me. But if you go on my page, there's a link at the top of the page for a spring site, Teespring site. I got all kinds of shit on there, including these fucking excellent beer glasses. You could bring them in the shower. You could bring them to your mom's house. You can fucking bring them wherever you want. So I'm actually, that's what I'm drinking this wicked pickle dick whiskey out of. Just Um, don't bring them in the patrol car or to the office. Aurora, we're talking to you. Oh, this is fucked up. This is somebody that knows you. Um, Oh yeah, I've seen this person comment and tag you. Uh, They say, how does your guest feel about the fact that when PMPM was on a ride along, uh, with her, she drove through town to the subway with her overhead lights on. <laughs> I can leave this in, right? Oh. That's fucking comedy gold. Yeah, that you was are good fucking. I'm not sure. Embarrassing. Which my, I'm not sure which one of my friends uh, commented on that because I think only a, only one, two of them know I'm doing this. So it's one of those two bitches, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god such a rookie fucking move but you know what we've all done it we have oh, all every- fucking done a dude, traffic I stop it. i did it at the end the like everybody fucking did it like i went from i worked day i worked graves and days and swings and all that shit and you go back and forth between the shifts and yeah. like i worked swings and then i went back to days and like i fucking did that shit all the time back yeah you know, you- we could stop cars it was awesome um, right <laughs> here i'm gonna creep on your friend really quick here and see if she's hot or not uh i can't tell <laughs> Because it's like, you know, everybody has their shit blocked on Instagram. So I cannot, I cannot say if she's hot or not. Um, the so same if person, she's my friend, if she's my friend, she's hot. I promise you. Oh, yeah. All right. That was weird. All right. Um, 
I need tips from your guests on the best cow wrangling techniques while on duty. <laughs> That's got to be another one of my friends. Should I cut this shit all out? I don't want to fucking dime you out. I don't think, no, I don't think it'll dime me out. I think we'll be okay. But okay. you know what? The cow wrangling tips is a contact landowner by phone and hope for the best. Code eight. Do you guys use 10, <laughs> do you guys use 10 code? We do not use 10 code, but I am familiar with 10 code. We would say, we would just say 10 eight. We wouldn't just say code eight, but. I gotcha. Um, let's see. And let's see one more question. Can your guest explain how she knows when she's taken too much pre-workout? I've heard it's because her hands itch super bad and she looks like a meth cricket. Could you please explain? <laughs> I know exactly who that is. <laughs> so are you a meth cricket or not? People I am not a I am not a meth cricket, but if I take too much pre-workout, I look like I belong at a circle K at midnight. Like that shit fucks with me if I take too much. <laughs> Dude, I I've started drinking the energy drinks again, which is it's fucked up because I'm not like working out. I've become a big fat dynamo since I quit. I should probably work on that. Um, but man, that shit fucks you up. The C4 energy drinks, those are fucking badass. I'll tell you the that. C4, I'm, you know oh, what? I am a die hard. I am a, like, I am your typical fucking like bitch ass rookie goon. And I am a die hard bang fan. But you know what? Colorado does not sell the champagne flavor anymore. And it's what? fucking anarchy. It is hey, communism. It's bullshit. Hold on. Calm down. Well, everything about Colorado is communism, but hold on. Do you know about the watermelon bang? I do. And it's so good. It's like, I, I was starting, you know, obviously like, I like the, well, we'll get into this in a second. The orange dreamsicle uh, yes. from rain was, I was a big fan of that. And I still am. Um, but I'll tell you what, that watermelon bang has really brought me back to the bang gang, um, mm -hmm. which that's what she said. Love the bang um, gang. Bang gang. Love it. Uh, <laughs> and then we got another question about where can I get one of your stickers um, from the, oh, I should fucking hawk my other account here. The PMPM Vic account. Have you seen that one yet? I have not, but I will look it up as soon as we are finished here because like support your friends, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So um, it's actually, I really enjoy it. I basically um, show all the totally real places I've gone in my crown Vic. Um, nice. It's all totally real. Um, none of it's Photoshop. Like every single picture on there is a hundred percent real. You should definitely check it out, but I, maybe I'll make some stickers. I don't, I don't know how the fucking copyright works. So, um, so there, let's go to that. All right. Let's see what else we got here from the people. Am I, am I holding you too long? Or are you good? Oh, no, man. I've got all the time in the world. We're golden. All right. So <laughs> I like this question. Uh, now that you aren't employed, sorry, this isn't for you because you are employed. Um, <laughs> but now that you aren't employed, which is, I am employed, I think until they fire me. I don't know. Um, are you going to start releasing some of those extra spicy memes? I know you have a reserve stash of. The answer. Good question. I would love to. I would really fucking love to. The problem, though, is my fucking pages. If I post one more fucked up thing, I'm probably going to get fucking kicked off. So I have to kind of keep it somewhat in the lines. Um, and honestly, like some of the fucked up memes, like I have a fucking meme on my phone that I probably shouldn't show anybody. It's so fucked up. Um, but I, I don't know. I've been trying to get a little more spicy with them. Um, it's just a balance, right? And, and honestly, like it kind of, I try to be original with my shit, um, you know, as I see new memes come out and different things. So it kind of depends on what I got. Like I got, got to kind of work with what, what kind of memes are coming out. By the way, if anybody's listening to this, if you have some fucked up picture that you want me to turn into a meme, fucking send it to me and I will fucking meme it um, <laughs> and you'll be famous forever. All right. Um, somebody asked if I drank a beer out of that glass. Uh, I've had one for two months and every time I use it, it turns out to be rum and Coke. Never had a beer in it. <laughs> um, I, I had a, a yingling in it to start this podcast um, and then I fucking drank some pickled whiskey dick out of it. So um, I have had... Roman Coke. Uh, somebody asked Wicked, Wicked Picks. Fucking shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wicked Pickle. That's actually hard to say, right? Wicked Pickle. That's hard to say. Wicked. Yeah, especially for you right now. But I think in particular, yeah, it's an yeah. exceptionally hard phrase. Kind of a mess. Um, is that some sort of position? <laughs> I bet it could be. <laughs> I bet like, 
Okay, here we're gonna we're gonna do the first ever urban dictionary search on the poorly made police memes podcast. Nice. Um, let's see here. I'm sure this is really hopefully there's hard. pictures because I'm not a good reader. Uh, let's see, urban dictionary. We're gonna search up the wicked pickle because urban dictionary is the best fucking thing on the planet. It wicked is something. Pickle. Ah, man, it did not come up, so it doesn't exist. But dip the pickle came up. Let's see what that says. Oh, God. Um, A sexual term uh, similar to dip the wick or fuck used often in question form can also be used as a statement in response to sex inquiries. So there you go. Uh, You want to hear an example of that? I would love to. Okay, example one. Man. Hey, Pam. Pam. Hey, Pam, you're hot. Pam, you don't look so bad yourself, stud. Man, mind if I dip the pickle? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm going to ask that when I fucking end this podcast with my wife and she'll turn me down. Um, <laughs> all right, so somebody asked how the whiskey is. It's, it's dog shit, but it's okay. Somebody said, ask him if the beer really does flow like wine. Oh, this is awesome. A tornado warning just came out uh, in my area. That's cool. Love that. That's awesome. You're in a basement though, right? So you should be good. I am until my fucking kids run down here and freak out. Uh, so <laughs> if this podcast ends early, it's because there was a tornado. Um, I don't hear them. So I'm probably going to edit this out. No, I won't. This is fun. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to get on the weather channel and I'm going to see if it tells me if I'm about to die or not. Um, tornado warning. Let's see where the tornado is. No, oh, it's nighttime too. You won't be able to see it coming. That's what he said. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, shit. You should do like, sound effects like 10-8 does whenever he that's says that. actually that's like, good. so it says it's capable of producing a tornado like over my fucking house. Nice. Uh, nice. There's so, just a funnel cloud spiraling over your fucking house. Well, fucking, I don't know if my kids are sleeping or not. So this is how we're going to end the podcast today. Um, I'm going to make sure my kids are safe from a tornado. This is Epic Radio. Uh, Jane Doe, I appreciate you for recording this. Thank um, you so much for having me. It was a blast. Yep. And uh, come back again sometime um, and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. And uh, remember, everybody, I love most of you and pray that I survive this tornado. 